0: Hi there and thank you for joining us. We are in a particularly unique location for this podcast, a 300-year-old church that has been repurposed into the most amazing art space in the country. We're talking about the business of the arts. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business.
1: Red Business Podcast with CompuBee. Building your business with premium Apple solutions. CompuB.com
0: You've probably passed this building a thousand times but that doesn't necessarily mean you know what goes on inside. Christchurch, just off the Grand Parade, next to the People's Park is now the home to the Triscoll Arts Centre and with me to talk about the business of what goes on here I'm joined by the Artistic Director for the Triscoll, Tony Sheehan. You're very welcome to the podcast. Thank you Jonathan. This is an amazing space. I mean, is this the best art space in the country? Well, it's
2: certainly one of the most beautiful. And I suppose it is a space that links history and the contemporary together in a very special way. When we uh, first undertook this project, Triscoll was about a third of the size it was. It, it, it's, uh, it's a gorgeous building. It took about 5.7 million of uh, government money through the City Council and European funds to restore it. The City Council, I think, did a beautiful job. And they did it at a time when we were going through the worst recession in the history of the state. In actual fact, I remember in the long journey to reopening Christchurch as, as a venue, um, the architects went bust, the builders went bust, even the city went bust, but still everybody persevered. And we opened it uh, uh, nine years ago, uh, April 2011. And uh, that's,
0: uh, that's the story of Christchurch and Triscoll. The funny thing is, it's great getting it open and having all that effort, but the challenge for you is to keep it open and to make sure that it generates enough revenue uh, to keep those doors open and the staff employed. How much of a challenge is that? It's a very
2: serious challenge, uh, and it, uh, it's, not just, uh, it, it's not just an economic thing. It's, it's actually the totality of the arts. The world is changing and live events are changing and people's engagement with the arts and with live events and with entertainment is changing. So each year we get so much funding from the arts council and the city council. We get about 240,000 between both. We we have a turnover of 600,000. So we earn the rest. We earn the rest ourselves. So we've gone from an organization that back in the day used to be, you know, funded to 80% of our turnover to to, to an organisation that is now only funded to 40% of our turnover and at one stage was only funded to 32% of our turnover. So we've learnt how to, how to do business. We've learnt to become more audience-facing. We've learnt to market ourselves better. We've learnt to uh, organise our finances better, to, to manage better. And, and that's been done, you know, on the run. Uh, th- this is not something that, that you can prepare for.
0: It's something you have to experience, particularly in the arts. Because yeah, the arts is quite funny. What some people would consider interesting, most people would consider rather dull. So you have to strike a balance somewhere in the middle whereby you have things that are relatively mainstream. And we'll talk more about Ooh. this uh, with, with a guest in a while. But the idea of putting a cinema in here and showing movies, that was a, that was a genius move.
2: <laughs> yes, uh, and in fact, um, it came about because we used to have a cinema in the old Triskel. That's now the Theatre Development Centre where Corka operate uh, with the TDC to create these wonderful theatre projects. Um, they, they workshop artists all throughout the year. And the cinema we decided to put into Christchurch because Christchurch is such a unique venue and because at the time Cork people re- will remember the Kino had gone. So we became, at one stage, kind of the the last man standing for multidisciplinary arts, including cinema. So we custom built and custom designed and got some money, but actually borrowed most of it to create the cinema.
0: You also have a stage, you, you can put live music on here, you can you can host events, you can do everything. I mean, for what was designed as a place of worship, I mean, churches were designed in such a way to, to have a focal point at the front, and you have maximised the use of that space. Yeah,
2: it's been, it's been compared to the Wigmore Hall in London, or St. Martin in the Fields. So it's, it's a very beautiful mu- uh, musical venue, and we... We actually borrowed and bought a Steinway to have the best available in it. Uh, we have one of only four four church uh, t c lewis church organ one of only four left in the world and and so all of this kind of uniqueness it 's odd all right and actually doing the arts it 's not so much that it 's dull but it 's very risky and we manage risk all the time so from a, a kind of a business perspective this is an asset that we have to keep sweating mm. and that we have to keep innovating around.
0: You also have the cafe next door, the Script Cafe. Uh, how important is that to the business model? Because that's, you know, wh- when there aren't necessarily tourists walking around or events on, that's your front of house, isn't it?
2: That's right. Uh, the, the Script Cafe is a wonderful operation. Uh, Rose McKenna runs it. And Rose has brought a kind of a very, uh, uh, I think, very creative um, you know, offering to a city that actually, in fairness, has plenty, has tons of cafes. But again, it's it's the addition of everything. It's the fact that you have artists in the building, that you have a beautiful courtyard, that you have a historic church, that you have a crypt next next to the cafe script. All of that actually adds to the magic. So it's a cumulative thing. And this was the idea of of the the hub when we conceived it, that we could put everything in under the one space. We We recently, uh, for example, decided to partner with the Cork Traveller Women's Network, who now have their headquarters here. This is unique. The uh, Driscoll has always been a a force for social change and social good, for artistic change and for artistic engagement. And it's that core kind of mission that we continue, just in a much more splendid uh, location.
0: Well, we wish you continued success in filling these seats. And up next, we'll speak to the people whose job it is to make sure that there are bums on these particular... And they're protected seats, aren't they? they, they you can't do anything with these.
2: Everything, Jonathan, is protected in here. <laughs> Sounds like a man
0: who's, who's dealt with that challenge on more than one occasion. Uh, absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Tony Sheehan, Artistic Director here at the Trisco. Thank you, Jonathan.
1: The Red Business Podcast with CompuBee Business. Improving productivity with the latest Apple technology. CompuBee.com So
0: that's very much the business side of it, and how Christchurch ended up as this wonderful art space. But... What do you do to fill it? Uh, It's great having a space like that, but you need bums on these particularly historic seats. So with me now to tell me about that end of the business, we have Anne Luttrell, who is the literary programmer, and Chris O'Neill, who is head of
3: cinema. They are the most amazing titles I've had on this programme in quite some time. You must be very proud. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, it's been almost seven years now we've had the cinema running here, so it's... uh and in this space, so it's, it's something really special, you know.
0: Chris, I'm presuming you like movies as a rule, do you?
3: A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so what does it mean
0: to be in charge of this wonderful space?
3: Well, I used to run the, the Kino Cinema for several years, um, and that was wonderful, and when that closed in Cork, it was such a pity. So when Triscoll started its cinema here in the Christchurch Auditorium, uh, I was very quickly involved within the first couple of months that it started. And it's incredible because it's bringing cultural art house cinema to Cork City. We do two movies a week, pr- pretty much every week of the e- the year, bar maybe closing for Christmas or whatever. And it's just a, a really... Um, a large variety of films. I think we usually, on average, do 120 to 140 films a year. And like two-thirds of those probably wouldn't come to Cork City otherwise.
0: So what what type of movies are we talking about? You you don't put Avengers Age of Ultron on the screen here. So how, how do you convince people to come in and sit down?
3: It's a delicate balance because it's cultural cinema, which is a contradiction in terms. Cultural is art, it's appreciation, and then... Cinema is business. So it's trying to do a delicate balance. So we try to do the more foreign language, documentary, um, not maybe as accessible cinema, along with films that will be more accessible. And obviously we don't go, as you said there, with the kind of Avengers or Marvel or the, the big, big studio films but we would go with films that maybe cross over into the mainstream as well. For example, a film uh, that we're showing soon is the film My Friend Dahmer, which was the is the very unusual and very interesting coming of age story of the real life serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. But it's told as like a like a teen, an awkward teenage story, nothing to do with what happens later. So that film played in you know the multiplexes as well. But there's enough there for it to be of interest to our audience as well. So a lot of the times we can show the same films that a multiplex would show that we'd show here. So when you're showing something as accessible like that, you can show the not quite as accessible films to a mainstream public as well and have the two balance off each other.
0: It is the most beautiful cinema in the country, without a shadow of a doubt. And that must be a, a kind of a thing of awe for you. Every time that you're up there, you fire up the projector. I know it's digital, you don't fire them up. But it must be, you, you, you kind of have to second, second guess yourself every time that this is actually what we're doing. Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, the space is beautiful. I mean, sometimes we show uh, silent movies, for example. Like we showed Pandora's Box recently with Louise Brooks. And that, do, you have
0: the full, do you go full piano? Is there a guy
3: playing the oh, piano? I wish. No. We <laughs> would be wonderful. Uh, although maybe we will sometime. But when we showed it, it was, it was great because suddenly you're in this wonderful space, which is incredibly atmospheric, and showing this film from 1929. And suddenly you're absorbed into the movie... And you're in this wonderful space as well. So it almost has, it's atmospheric as well as a great film.
0: Now, of course, and it's not all cinema, which would be lovely. It would be great if this was just a cinema, but there's a
1: lot more at play here. What else do you do to fill this space? Yes. Um, now, I have lots of titles and I've been here a long time. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a great deal of overlap in our programme as well, which, you know, we, we look at, say, for example, even cinema. I mean, my title is Education and Outreach Officer, or a manager, but I'm also a literature programmer, so I'm involved in a book fest every year. So, for example, you know, we would, uh, sometimes Chris will program a, a, a film that's on the Leaving Cert course, so then we'd have hundreds of kids in here watching that and then during the World Book Fest then I bring in lots of kids Um we worked for example last year with St. Angela's and they come in um, and the transition group and, and they launch their own books as part of our festival Um then we have uh, you, you, lots of uh, people who approach us and for example as I said I do outreach so we had a Lithuanian group who want to show a Lithuanian film and now we're working with them and I'm meeting with them just this Saturday actually talking about a visual arts event that they want to host so there's an awful lot of we, work, you know, we meet as a programming team every, every week and you know, discuss the programme and, and see how we can all kind of work together as well it,
0: it is incredible to think that this space is used so much and that for so long that this was just a derelict church and there was nothing happening at all
1: here Well, it was holding the the city archives for a long time, and yet there was a lot of dust accumulating. We all actually came in and saw it for a long time before we, um, we got in here. But, you know, you must bear in mind... um Sorry, Trist- sorry, I didn't want to say, but have you been around since they took over this church? Yes, yes, I have. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons... Now, I wasn't here when Trisk actually moved in here, which was, I think, 1987, and the... Yes, it was 1987. But the thinking behind moving in here was that they would eventually move into this section of the building. Um, you know, we only had the space on Tobin Street, so eventually, after much negotiation, you know, we moved out of the building for two years um, and then they broke down the walls, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And
0: we have what we have today. Yeah. This is a business podcast, so the one thing about the arts is it is notoriously difficult to make any money yes. out of it. And Triscoll seems to have gotten that balance
1: right. Would you agree? Well, we try. We try very, very hard. I mean, you know, the, the funding we get, uh, the public funding we get, you know, barely allows us to open the doors, really, uh, realistically. It's a very expensive building to to manage. So we do run all sorts of patron schemes and, and, you know, we do try to get support from sponsors, and sponsors have been very good to us. But Another one of my roles is venue hires, so you know, there's conferences, seminars. Is there anything you don't do here? Do you have to clean out the the (laughs) cinema after the evening? (laughs) Well, I think we do a little bit of that too. We have been known. We've had children's events here, and it's sort of all hands on deck, a little Chris, just
0: back to you briefly, I am led to believe that you are a good man for picking out an Oscar winner as well. so when, you, when you're flicking through uh, the, the 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 potential movies to win the Oscar, do you say well, that's what I want to show in a few years
3: well it's it, it's luck I mean it, it's I'm not always uh, spot on and sometimes there's the film you think that should win the Oscar and the one that does win. <laughs> but I am usually quite good at uh, picking what films will be nominated. And then it's hope for the best. And a lot of the time we've we've kind of succeeded with that, you know, so, so yeah.
0: Come back to Oscar time. We'll have to come back in and get your tips. <laughs> but uh, coming up in the next few months now, what have you got on the screen that people will be entertained by? Uh,
3: well, in August and September, we're doing uh, a season of Agnes Varda films, the uh, French filmmaker. So we're showing eight of her movies, uh, like a special retrospective of her older films digitally remastered, which would be uh, lovely to see on the big screen. Then... The other extreme for Halloween, we're doing a, a Toby Hooper season, the director of Poltergeist and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So we're showing some of his films. So that's just an example of some of the sort of special events sort of, or special strands we do. But then it's just week to week, all kinds of documentaries, f- you know, foreign language features, mainstream features. And
0: if people want to find out anything that's going on in terms of the literary offering or the movie offering, what's the website they can visit? www.triscalartscenter.ie. And literal literary programmer, and and general bottle washer, yes. from your own description here. And Chris O'Neill, who's the head of cinema here at the Triscoll Arts Centre. Thank you very much for joining us in Red Business.
3: Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: So, my thanks to Anne, Chris, and to Tony, and everybody at the Triscoll Arts Centre. And happy birthday, their 40th anniversary this year. Not to mention the fact that Christchurch itself is 300 years old. Neave Hennessy was the producer. If you want to get involved, it's redbusiness at redfm.ie. As always, we'll catch you on the next one.
1: The Red Business Podcast with CompUB Apple technology and solutions for your business. CompUB.com.